Can we just stand to our feet, dads? Can we just stand up if you're a dad, stepdad, whatever in the house? Come on, can we give the dads a hand? It's your day. Hey, it's finally about us, right? It's finally about us. Hey, grab a seat. Um, I'll leave the worship team just for a moment, guys, if you don't mind staying. And um, three of the most significant moments in my life, a nurse handed me a, uh, seven and a half years ago, a nurse handed me a uh, nine pound, 15 ounce baby, uh, Benjamin, Anthony Fleming, and changed my life forever. And a father at that time, two and a half years later, nurse handed me a 10 pound, 14 ounce baby, and, uh, and later carried, uh, uh, I don't know, a couple of years later, handed me baby Hope. Charlotte and uh, she was only like 10 pounds six um, so I don't know why we're doing big and um, I saw some mothers are looking at me like ah! oh, what happened? you know and so forth you just it's all right it's okay we got through it I know I'm okay now all right <laughs> I stood there just petrified whatever um, I, have, I have no problem admitting that um, scariest uh, moments of my life my, my wife was comforting me as she was giving birth. <laughs> she was giving birth, going, it's okay, honey. I'm like, oh, okay, it's not. <laughs> anyway, um, but man, if you're a man in here today or a father in here today, just pray that this message is going to impact your world in a special, special way. Uh, so why don't we pray? Heavenly Father, we love you and praise you. And I just pray specifically for the men in the house, but specifically for dads or those who are going to be dads soon. I pray, God, that you are the ultimate father. Your word declares that we get to call you daddy, literally, our dad. And so thank you for the incredible gift, indescribable, glorious grace that you would forgive everything we've ever done, wipe it away, and not just forgive it, but then put your name on it and put your DNA in us and put your spirit in us. And one day we get to spend eternity with you forever and ever and ever, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This is the, the message of Jesus. And I thank you, God, today that every single one of us is invited to your family, whether they've accepted that invitation or not. So God, from downstairs to the overflow, to this audience I'm gonna speak in front of right now, I pray that your spirit would be a work and it would do what only you can do. Breathe on this message, breathe on your servant, breathe on your people now, I pray. Let each one see a little bit different, I pray. In Jesus' name, in a faith-filled church alive said, Amen. Amen. Come on, one more time. Can we give the Lord a hand? Thank you, worship team. It's a special moment um, when your child lays on your chest and actually goes to sleep for the very first time. That's a special kind of daddy moment. Um, it's a special moment, cool moment. Um, when you put them to sleep with a bottle and you're putting them to sleep and they're just like eyes wide open at you, like, you know, and they're doing this and you got no idea. What's really strange when you're a dad for the first time is like you love this baby, but there's this weird feeling of, I don't know you. You know, it's kind of like, I, I love you, but I don't know you at all. What are you going to be like? And, and so forth. It's a cool moment in a dad's life when his son uh, athletically maybe scores a touchdown or a soccer goal. Um, my son is, is uh, 
just pretty sporty and so forth. The dude can do splits like Bruce Lee. Not gonna lie. Um, I'm like the tin man compared to my son. I don't know where you get flexibility. He's like Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, with the steroids, um, whatever. Um, one of the highlight reels though for me on parenting was uh, probably six months to a year ago, I was just putting my kids to sleep and I said to, I don't know, I was just, I was just having an emotional moment. Have you ever had that, man? Some of you are like, no, uh, I'm a man. Uh, just having an emotional moment. I just said to my kids, like, I love being your dad. I love being your daddy. And my son said back to me, he's like, we love you being our daddy. And, and then this weird, like, watery substance started to come in my eyes. I don't know if I was an allergic reaction to something in the bedroom at that time. I was just like, oh, I was in Madagascar not that long ago, and my daughter said to me over FaceTime, she was like, Daddy, I miss you so much, my head's going to explode. <laughs> my, she my little Shelly is just incredible. And, um, but then, you know, come down to reality, there's some cool moments, don't get me wrong, of fatherhood. I love fatherhood. Um, however, there's some weird moments, isn't there? Um, I walked down this morning to, uh, into the playroom, and my... A uh, 13-month-old baby has thrown pencils and pens everywhere and is eating crayons. Um, I don't know if that's healthy or not, but anyway, she's eating them, and then she starts to throw up. Um, and, and it was like cottage cheese, just everywhere, you know? It was like the six ounces I just put in 30 minutes ago. Just came back. Um, but it wasn't milk anymore. It's cottage cheese. It really was bizarre. I was like, oh, does anyone eat, actually eat cottage cheese in here? Does anyone? Yeah, you're not going to own up now, are you? Yeah, you're like, you weirdo. You probably never will again. That's okay. But anyway, we are doing a series called Faith Awakens. And what we like to do as a church throughout many times the summer is sometimes take maybe a movie series like the Star Wars trilogy and so forth and, and understand that so many times the, the songs that we sing in culture or the movies that we watch or the plays that we'll go and see many times have such a redemptive story to them, a, a really a message that seems to speak to humanity. And what I've found throughout all these series is that so often hidden many times in some of the, the blockbusters of Hollywood is actually some biblical truth and if you'll see it and, and connect to it you're like oh my gosh it's as if God speaks to our soul and we don't even know he's speaking to our soul and so I believe this though when faith awakens in a man it must be to the point where he sees his daddy where he sees the origin of where he comes from. Genesis 1, 26 tells us, then God said, let us, someone say us. That is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Speaking of the triune God, you are a body, soul, and spirit. God is a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, let us make mankind in our own image. In other words, you're not a monkey. <laughs> I mean, more excited about that than others, you know? Someone's like, oh, I'd like to be a monkey. Okay, that's another issue altogether. But he says, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. And then the next verse says this in verse 27. It says, so God, someone say, so God. 
Someone say, so daddy. So father. So father created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. If you want to know who you're meant to be like, the other thing is you're actually meant to be like God. There is something so incredibly powerful about having a child because you realize that 50% of your wife's DNA and 50% of your son's DNA, I mean, your DNA has passed to your son. And you're kind of wondering, like, who's going to get th that gene? I'm wondering, you know, if my kids are musical, they didn't get my gene. I got four chords and that's it and a bad voice. You know, I tried to learn uh, guitar in college and I was just stuck on one rhythm. How come I can't get out of it? It's because you don't have the gift of music. <laughs> and God actually breathes on mankind. He says, these are going to be like my son. And do you know that really the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18 and 19 and 20, is the departing words of Jesus. And the last words of Jesus are really just simply go and make people that look a bit like me. And though God has not called you to perfection, God has called you to progress and process. And you and I should actually become a little bit more like our Heavenly Father the longer we're alive. Someone say, that makes me better looking. Come on, someone say, that makes me better looking. Someone say, I may get uglier as I get older. But I will get better. <laughs> but can I ask you a question? What is the value of a good man? What is the value of a good father? I don't know about you. How many ladies like to shop? Say yes. Okay, you are trading time and value for anything, right? It doesn't matter what it is, but your, your shoes or, or skirts or all this kind of stuff. And, and we trade time and value and money for earrings and diamonds and all these kinds of things. And then it might be a car. It might be a monthly car. You know, per, it might be 150 a month. It might be 700 a month. It doesn't matter what the value. We trade it for a, a value. And then we trade our lives really for this value. And maybe if you're going to buy a house, you're like, man, I'm going to buy this house. And really what you're saying is, I'm going to buy a house for 30 years. I know it's depressing. That's why it's called a mortgage. And, um, and, and in these moments, we trade our lives. But do you trade your life for what's really valuable? And I hope that this talk will simply get you to say, man, what's the value of being a good man? What's the value of being a good father? And if I really value that on the inside, then I will strive to be it. By the grace of God. Are you with me? Someone say yes. Someone say I'm with you. Let faith awaken means I open my eyes to what I'm meant to be. Faith awakening on the inside means I'm trying to be the person I'm created to be. Do you know it's a tragedy if you are created to do something and you don't do it? Do you know in 1845, they created something called dynamite. Dynamite was to blow up rocks to reveal gold. Later in life, it began to blow up people. It was made for one purpose. It was used for another purpose. You can use a gun to protect a bunch of people. You can use a gun to destroy 50 people in a club. Dangerous or powerful, you get to choose. 
Every man in here, you get to be either dangerous or powerful. You get to choose. Hear that again. Every man in here, you get to either choose to be dangerous or powerful. You get to choose. Someone say dangerous. Someone say powerful. Can I have the overflow? Say dangerous. Come on. Say dangerous. Let us hear you. Say dangerous. There we go. They're getting with me. Say powerful. <laughs> Come on. Give somebody sleeping pills and it'll help them along a fly. Give someone else sleeping pills and it'll be their death. Give someone allergies pills or help them not get irritated eyes. Give someone else allergy pills and they might get high and eventually end up a crack addict. You see, when one thing is created for one thing and yet is used for another purpose, it is dangerous. But when you and I decide to be the people we are created to be, we end up being powerful. Hear that again. If you decide to be the person you are created to be, you will be powerful wherever you go. You will be a blessing wherever you go. But if you do not, You'll be dangerous where you go. In my street recently, a house caught fire. A fire is so good, isn't it? A fire, man, warms you and cooks food and does all kinds of good stuff. But a fire that is untamed and, and, and no boundaries to it, like a man will burn down the house you were meant to provide for. Are you with me? Many times we make things, but their purpose gets clouded. When faith awakens, manhood awakens. When faith awakens, fatherhood awakens. The greatest thing you can do for the kingdom of God is probably not something you do, but someone you raise. Whether that is fatherhood immediately, or whether it is discipleship of the long term and the process of life. We're going to jump into a movie clip in a second. Um, if anyone has fatherhood issues, it's Luke Skywalker. Could you imagine Luke at the counseling table? So, Luke, tell me about your father. Well, um, he's the baddest dude in the galaxy. His sole mission in life is to take me over to the bad side. He's hunting me down, and if he doesn't bring me to the dark side of the force, uh, the emperor's going to kill me. So how do you, how's your relationship with your dad? And you thought you had some fatherhood issues. Why don't you show the clip? No more training do you require. Already know you. That which you need. Then I am a Jedi. <laughs> Not yet. One thing remains. Vader. You must confront Vader. Then, only then, a Jedi will you be. And confront him you will. Master Yoda, is Darth Vader my father? 
I need. Yes. Rest. Yoda, I must know. Your father is. Told you, did he? Fortunate that I know the truth. Oh. And fortunate that you rushed to face him. That incomplete was your training. That not ready for the burger for you. I'm sorry. Remember, a Jedi's strength flows from the Force. Come on, let's give Yoda a hand. Come on, baby. Yoda's showing up on Father's Day weekend, Church Alive. Um, let me give you three thoughts, though, from Master Yoda that I think actually tie so into Scripture. Here's what he says to Luke. He is not his dad, but he is his spiritual dad, in essence. He is his mentor. He is the one who trains him in the force. And here's what he says. He says, you must confront Vader. What's it saying? You cannot be the person you've called to be unless you actually confront your past. You don't have to stare at your past. You don't have to talk about it all the time, but you must actually deal with it. What was the truth of Luke's past? Your dad literally is Darth Vader. And he had to go and confront it. Confronting your past might be just admitting to God, God, I know nothing of you. Confronting your past might be just, God, I've made so many mistakes and I've tried to be good, but I can't. Guess what? God already knows. 
Do you know that sometimes people run from God, but it's like the two-year-old running from God. It's like the two-year-old running from his father. When, when Shelly was two, I'd say, play hide and seek, honey. Here's what she'd do. She'd run in the corner like this and go, yeah, you can't see me. <laughs> do you know that that's what you and I do when we run from God? You can't run from God. When you run from God, you run into God. Confronting your past might be forgiving someone that was meant to help you, but they hurt you. You were meant to be there for me, Dad. You were meant to be there for me, Mom. Where were you? And you've got to confront that. And you don't let it dictate the rest of your life. You cannot let it dictate the rest of your life. I can't still be talking about what happened 30 years ago. I've got to deal with it. I've got to forgive it. I might even need some counseling. I'm going to need to talk to someone. I'm going to need to do all that stuff. But you cannot be the person you're called to be. You cannot fulfill your destiny in the language of Star Wars. You can't fulfill your destiny unless you confront Vader. Come on, is that good, somebody? He says this wise advice. He says, do not underestimate the power of the emperor. 1 Peter 5.8 says the same thing. It says, be self-controlled. Somber or alert, others would say. It says, for your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. It says, resist him, standing firm in the faith. How many of you remember getting a drug talk when you're like fifth grade, sixth grade? Fifth grade and sixth grade, your teachers told you, hey guys, when you're a little bit older, some people are gonna offer you drugs. And all your fifth grade little sixth grade buddies just sat around and looked at each other in a circle. He's just like, <laughs> drugs are dumb. Why do we want to do drugs? And we had no idea the lure, did we? We had no idea the lure. You have no idea sometimes the lure of you can honestly make $500 a week, but if you do this line of work, you can make $4,000 a week. And there's a lure for it. And what Luke was tempted with, the lure actually of the dark side, and he's lured to be powerful, but he will not be powerful. He will be dangerous. Is someone getting something out of this? Proverbs 4.23, King Solomon, I think his best line in all of his book, in the book of Proverbs, it says this, above all else, someone says, above all else, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. I'm a father out of what flows from me. I'm a, I'm a friend out of what flows from me. I, 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 I spend time with Jesus out of what flows from me. Whatever flows into you is going to flow out of you. Whatever flows into you, so you've got to be careful what flows into you. Haven't you noticed that sometimes you're just noticing different stuff come out of you and you're like, oh, that's ugly. <laughs> you're on the parkway and somebody cuts you off. And I thought I was a nice person. Are you sure? You're like, whoa, that lady's a psycho. It's in you. If it's in you, it's going to flow out of you. Why is it that young girls, young women say uh, are very attracted to bad boys? Doesn't the term bad 
tell you something? Oh, he's the bad boy. He's such a bad boy. He broke a hundred hearts before you. You're just number 101. Are you with me? Does that make sense? But then same thing with guys. Oh, she's the bad girl. The lure of the dark side. Are you tracking? Are you feeling this? Will you help me preach this? I think the 9, 40, 9 o'clock service was doing better than you. Come on, church. Can, are you handling this? Are you tracking with me? Don't just stare at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. You're like, oh, I'm in church. I am holy, brother. I am holier than thou. You are tempted by the dark side. I am not. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I am like Gabriel. Yes, yes. Me and Gabriel pretty tight. <laughs> every man is lured to the dark side. Every woman is as well. And our lures are different sometimes, but many times they're just the same. We are lured. Men are lured by pride. Men are lured by money. Men are lured by sex. Men are lured over and over and over. In the book of Proverbs, the warning of wisdom says this. Stay away from wrong types of men. Stay away from wrong types of women. Over and over again, it's kind of like, okay, we get it. And actually, I'd say wisdom says, no, you're not getting it. Who you want to be will be solely many times determined by who you hang out with. You got to hang out some right people, the right they in your world. Come on, somebody. And look, sometimes this sounds harsh, but when someone to me, when someone offers me drugs, they no longer are my friend. You know what I'm saying? Because they normally give you one free hit. But then you've got to pay him after that, right? Oh, what a great friend you are. Thank you. Here's one free t-shirt, and uh, now you're hooked on 74 t-shirts. And I'm in the t-shirt business. Am I a good friend? No, you're a P-I-M-P. I'm like going Snoop Dogg for a second. <laughs> oh, whoever. <laughs> Do not underestimate the power of the emperor, he said. Listen, sometimes churches, we can talk too much about the devil, but let me just warn you of his tricks and his devices and his ways. If he can't get you into gross sin, he just distracts you from your primary purpose. What is your primary purpose? What is the thing that God put you on planet earth for? There is a specific reason that you are here. Like Luke, he senses at certain parts of his life. He's like, oh, he has like this sense of the force. And I'd call the force the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit at different times in your life will get your attention to say, hey, you want to be a Jedi? You want to be a person that sets people free? You want to be a person that helps people? You want to be a person that has gifts and talents beyond your ability? Do you want to be a person? That is actually the message of the gospel. It's not just come to church and be good. Yay! God always calls someone into bigger than what they're currently doing. 
God never takes someone doing massive things. It's like, come here. Uh, you're doing two bigger things. I want to bring you down to being small and pathetic. No, you get invited into the gloriousness of his bigness and his name and his essence. He is a big God. Abram was rich and successful. And when he bumps into God, he actually makes him far richer. Peter is fishing for fishies. Smelt like fish. Breath smelt like fish. B.O. smelt like fish. And God says, you're going to stop fishing for fish. You're going to fish for people. I'm going to bring you into something bigger. Someone say bigger. Third thing that Yoda tells Luke, he's his spiritual father and mentor. There's this, it's really a, a, a constant theme of scripture is this. Pass on what? Pass on what? <laughs> I wish I could paint myself green right now. And pass on what you land. I mean, he's got some chronics. Can someone get the guy a doctor? You know, bring the guy some throat surgery and so forth. But this is the responsibility of manhood. This is the responsibility of fatherhood. Pass on what you've learned. Some of your successes, pass them on. Some of your mistakes, pass them on too. Are you with me? Genesis 18 verse 19 says this, Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation and all nations on earth will be blessed through him for I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. Leadership more than anything else is about exampleship. Fatherhood more than anything else. I can't tell my son one thing and do completely different. I've got to model the way. Leadership is about modelship. It's about exampleship. If you want your son to be, how many of you men want your son to be a good son? Then you've got to be a good dad. Let me give you some advice I believe you can find all throughout the scripture. And this is some things that I've learned either from the scripture or just from life. Can I give you six tips that I have learned so that I pass it on to you? I'm surely not there as a dad, um, but I love being a dad. I've been one for seven and a half years. The good thing about um, when Miriam and I first started uh, leading a church was I had to talk on marriage. And I've been married for like 18 months. I'm like, oh boy. And it was hard to get people to take you seriously. Like, okay, so um, I'm going to give you marriage advice. But the weird thing is, the Apostle Paul gave the most marriage advice in the New Testament. He wasn't even married. All right, some of you got it. Number one thing I think every man should know about uh, whether you're going to be a, a father, treat each child as your favorite. Treat each child as your favorite. In the scriptures over and over again, there are numerous examples where one dad was treating the other one way better. And it always goes bad. It always goes bad. That self-image of that child can actually be tainted for all of their life if you treat them differently. Now, you may get on with one better. One may be easier, less rebellious. For some reason, you just have this connection. But let each one know, man, you are, you're, you're, my, you're, my, you're my best son in the world. You're my favorite one. Are you with me? 
Come on, that's a good one. Number two, choose a positive and happy spirit. Choose a positive and happy spirit. Listen to what Psalm 34 verse 5 says. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. You know, how many of you ever had a bad day? Just put up your hand. Um, everyone have permission for a bad day. Like occasionally you have a bad day. Don't have a permission. I don't give you permission for a bad seven years. Like, you know, it's been a rough seven years. Okay, that's an attitude thing. Look at the good things. There's always something to be negative about. There's always something to complain about, right? But unless you're dead, there's something to be happy about. I love the book by uh, Nick, the, Nick, this Australian guy. He, the dude has no arms and legs. And he writes on positive attitude. And you're like, oh my gosh, dude, you are like the Yoda. Okay, you are the Yoda of all positive attitudes. N number three is this, treat their mother well. This is a fatherhood lesson. Treat their mother well. Even if, you, if it's divorced and it's a broken family and so forth, you need to model how you treat the, the woman of the house. There's no point treating your kids well and then treating her like crap. Right? Your son will learn how to treat his wife because of the way you treated her. Your, your daughter will learn respect for, for you in the way you treat her and her mother. Is that good? Ephesians 5, 28 says this, it says this, In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own body. He who loves his wife loves himself. In other words, you're doing yourself a favor when you're happy with your wife and loving with your wife. I always say it in, in, in marriage ceremonies. I'm always like, happy wife, happy life. And it always gets them chuckles. Everyone's like, <laughs> and I'm like, it's the worst joke ever. But for some reason, everyone, every time people laugh at it. But it's so true. How many know, ladies, if you're having a bad week, so is the husband. <laughs> so I could actually say this to the ladies. Uh, choose a positive, happy spirit. Just trying to give some men some break. All right, number four, time is how children spell love. Time is the thing little boys and girls need. Do you know that 80% of a woman's self-esteem comes from her daddy? Yes, you beautiful princess. She doesn't need to hear that once a year. She needs to hear that all the time. She needs to hear that all the time, all the time. Because weeds get in, don't they? Weeds get into our minds. Weeds get into our spirit. But daddy thinks I'm beautiful. Daddy thinks I'm great. Daddy thinks I'm the best. Come on, somebody. <laughs> heard this song the other, well, I heard this song many, many years ago, and it's always stayed with me. It was called The Cats in the Cradle. My son turned 10 just the other day. He said, thanks for the ball, Dad. Come on, let's play. Can you teach me to throw? I said, not today. I got a lot to do. He said, that's okay. And he walked away, but his smile never dimmed. And he said, I'm going to be like him. Yeah, you know I'm going to be like him. I've long since retired. My son's moved away. I called him up just the other day. I said, I'd like to see if you don't mind. He said, I'd love to, Dad, if I can find the time. You see, my new job's a hassle and the kids have the flu. But it's sure nice talking to you, Dad. It's been sure nice talking to you. And as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me, he'd grown up just like me. My boy was just like me. <laughs> <laughs> and the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man on the moon 
When you're coming home, son, I don't know when. Get together then. You know we'll have a good time, man. Come on, give yourselves a hand. <laughs> Some of you are like, I didn't know he was the choir director. <laughs> Can I get the worship team to come quietly? Inside joke. I asked them down last service and a herd of elephants ran down the stairs. I was like, who bought the rhinoceroses? Um, <laughs> thank you. Number five, show them a vibrant faith life. You know that God is called the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. In other words, he's the God of my grandfather, the God of my father. He's my God. And I want to say that to men in here. He's my God. He's not just mom's God or you know, grandma prayed for me. They may pray differently. Many times women can pray maybe longer than men, but you need a prayer life, men. The reason some men can't give up smoking, can't give up drinking, can't give up drugs is because you don't have a prayer life. And a prayer life, you, you, there's just stuff that comes against you. There's negativity, there's all kinds of stuff. And you actually were made to have a prayer life. That's why so many people just can't wait to the weekend so they can get drunk and high. Why? Because they're actually not made to be without God. And so you and I need to connect to God. I need to connect to God every day. I would not be one-tenth of the father I am today or the husband I am today if I don't have a prayer life. I need a prayer life. And it might, it might be short. I'm like, God, you know, can I say this? God, what do I pray about? Whatever's on your heart. Like... The, the most simplistic thing I can tell you when it comes to prayer is this. What do I pray about? What do I talk to God about? Whatever's troubling you. Whatever you're thankful for. And just start right there and say, God, Father, thank you for life. Don't let the devil show you that just it's, it's only certain people that pray. No, you can pray. Start with a minute a day and then grow. Don't stay there. You can pray for 10 seconds in the car. You can pray for 30 seconds in the car on the way to work. You can pray for an hour. You can pray for hours. You can be prayerful. But let me say this. Show them a vibrant faith life. If, if um, so many times we, we got grown up, and many of you maybe grew up in church, sometimes um, the, the vibrant faith was, hey, don't do that. Jesus, come back. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that was my parent. No, but serving Jesus actually should be fun. I need to keep serving Jesus fun. I can't be like, oh, kids, time to go to church. Get your best on and, and, and shut up and smile and comb your hair and do it right. Smile at everybody. No, I need to keep the journey fun. Man, if I believe if I plant myself in the house of God, I'm going to flourish. I believe it for my kids. Number six, very important. Deal with your junk. Deal with your junk. What do you mean? Luke's junk was, literally my dad is the worst dude in the galaxy. But he had to deal with it. Darth Vader's junk was this. I've become an evil man for years. And what's incredible about this story is there is a 
is there is a story of Luke finding his purpose, finding his destiny, saying, man, I can actually help a lot of people. And he does that. But there is the story actually at the end where all of a sudden the emperor is literally crushing and killing Luke. And Luke just calls out, Father, help me. And all of a sudden, Darth is looking at his son and he's looking at the emperor and he realizes he's been batting for the wrong team. And at the end of his life, it's literally the end of his life, he picks up the emperor and throws him into this abyss. There's this cool explosion and so forth. And Darth Vader, the baddest dude on the planet, basically turns his life around on a dime in a moment. And then Luke, his son, grabs him and drags him off, takes his helmet off. And all of a sudden he dies, Anakin Skywalker, and no longer Darth Vader. Can I say this? Listen, man, we need to find our purpose in God. We need to find our purpose in God. But let me say this. If you feel like you've blown it and 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 blown it. And when you come to church, you just feel bad about different things in your life. Listen, it's not too late to change. Force, literally the force called Luke into something greater and I would say to every man in here and every woman in here the force not the force don't mysticize it the Holy Spirit he takes some of the things that you've gone through he speaks through creation the, the wonder of God he speaks through your conscience you are a moral being but at certain times of your life God will send someone God will send a, a Jedi Knight so to speak who will have a word in due season for you and all of a sudden they'll say something to you and you're like oh and it'll be like there's a power on the word that they speak and that word that they speak awakens you to think that you are not just here by accident and you're not just here for a waste of time but you are made for a reason and the Father has a plan for your life can I get an amen Luke deals with his junk and he then becomes a vessel to help his daddy deal with his junk. Luke deals with his junk, his lure of the force, and then he's able to help his dad, Darth Vader, deal with his junk. Let me shift to a different movie, Blood Diamond, this one man. Solomon Vandy has been looking for his son. He's been searching for him, hunting for him, looking for him. But his son's been kidnapped by evil, evil men. And he is now what they would classify as a child soldier. He's killing people. He's on drugs and so forth. And they so brainwash him that he no longer even believes that he's really his father is his father. And I think that's the world you and I live in. That so many times we've been so brainwashed that, that we don't even understand that the father is good, but the enemy has tricked us. And he says, no, 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 stay away from God. Stay away from the father. Stay away from church. Church. You're going to find out your destiny there. You're going to find out your purpose there. You're going to find out fulfillment there. You're going to find that Jesus isn't mad at you. He's mad about you. You're going to find out that God Almighty created you for a reason. And Solomon Vandy is looking for his son in a moment. And here's what he says. He looks at him and says, Dear, dear, you're a good boy. He's not a good boy. Trust me. He's been doing super bad things, but daddy comes along and says, son, you are a good boy. 
father loves you and your mother loves you and the cows call you and, and what he does in this moment and the father's voice just goes and pierces the heart of that little boy and all of a sudden he starts crying and the father's voice has pierced his son's heart. And I feel like there's some people in here today that you have not been a good boy. You have ran and you've been lured by the dark side. Can I tell you, there is a father who's passionate about you, who loves you, who's been waiting at the porch of his house, hoping you're going to come back one day. And could it just be that in this time, in this moment, that somebody invited you and like, I'm not sure. I feel dirty. I feel messy. I'm not sure about church. I was drunk last night. I was high last night. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And now all of a sudden, some of the seed that God has put in you, even as a young boy, now you remember, that's right, the Father's good. That's right, God is good. That's right, God has a plan for you. And I just want to tell someone in this place, listen, don't leave this place without letting your faith awaken and eyes open and ears open. God Almighty, the Father has a plan for your life. He loves you. If you're in the overflow today, He loves you today. You can be a vessel for danger or you can be a powerful vessel in the hand of God. Can I tell some men in here? You'll either be a lion or a lamb in the wrong places or you'll be a lion and a lamb in the right places. You are made for strength, no question about it. You are made for exampleship and leadership. But the lure of the dark side is far stronger than you and I can imagine sometimes. And I came as a voice to warn you. And I came as a voice to call you to the good side, to the right side, to the Father's side. Say, so how do I get there? The grace of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ was shed upon a cross. He shed His blood. He gave literally His life so that you and I would not have to be punished for our sin, but be, could be accepted for His gift of righteousness. There's not a person in here that can't be forgiven by God. There's not a person in here that can't follow the plan of God. Even you might have been a moral person or an irremoral person. You're like, Anthony, I, I'm, I've been a moral person. I, I grew up, I did CCD, I did Catholic Church and so forth. That doesn't matter. What really matters, has you taken on His name? My son is my son because he's taken on my name. Have you taken on Jesus' name? In this moment right now, I want to pray for men. I want to pray for fathers. But I want to pray for some people. And maybe you've been following the wrong side. And the Holy Spirit says, today is your day. You can come back. Come on, close your eyes. Bow your head with me. We're going to pray a simple prayer this morning, and that simple prayer can change your world. It can change your life. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be wordy. It just has to be real. If you are far away from God, if you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, if you've realized that you've been on the darker side instead of the light side, and God is calling you today, you don't want to be dangerous. You want to be powerful. You want God to transform your heart. In this moment, we're just going to humbly ask God to forgive us and cleanse us, but ask His Spirit to empower us to live the life we were called to live. Come on, let's pray this simple prayer, Jesus. Thank you for loving me, making me today 
I ask you to forgive me. Cleanse me. Today, I want to be your child. In Jesus' name. Heads bowed, eyes closed, all over this place. Doesn't matter if you're in the overflow or not. If you prayed that prayer right now, would you raise your hand? Raise it up real high all across this place. Hands going up all over. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. If you're in the overflow today, thank you, sir. Just raise it up, raise it up high. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm simply going to pray for you and with you. But in this moment, say, Anthony, that was me. Man, the Holy Spirit has just been rocking me. Man, I have, I've been running from God instead of running to God. I've thought God was going to take away my fun instead of give me abundant life. But He wants to forgive you and cleanse you. Anyone else, you, once you've raised it, you can put it down. Anyone else, just quickly, raise it up, raise it up real high all across the place. No, number of hands going up. So good. If you're in overflow today, join with us. Don't disconnect from these moments. These are powerful moments. These are incredible moments for you to do that right here and right now. Father, you see hearts, you see hands. So now in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would touch every person within the sound of my voice. Lord, from downstairs and upstairs and overflow. Father, I pray the blessing of the Lord over this room right now. God, where each one needs to awaken again and I need to awaken again to purpose and destiny. Father, I pray we do that. Help us be incredible fathers for those who are fathers in this place. Help the men, God, who perhaps are not dads yet, but will one day be. Help them prepare for the journey ahead. Bless your men, especially this day, I pray. In Jesus' name. Come on, if you believe it, give the Lord a hand. Come on, give it, let's give the Lord a hand.